0: In a world of video stores and late fees, when movies ain't what they used to be, one podcast will change the world. They will embark on a journey to look at the good and bad movies from the golden era of home video, and things are about to get nostalgic. The VHS will rise and squeeze will fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, this has got to be the worst promo
1: I have ever heard. No, it isn't. You're going down the route of the video trailer man, Dave. I want a training montage.
0: Coming soon on a podcast near you. And if you listen to one podcast this week, then you're probably listening to Joe Rogan. But if you've exhausted all of the podcasts, then the VHS strikes back is what to try.
1: To another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrick.
0: Hey, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Chris, we made it. We made it to the end. We weren't sure about it halfway through when things got a bit wobbly. <laughs> uh, but I am so happy. I am so happy this is done, Chris.
1: I am. A, I, I. I. I've had enough of this fucking nonsense. This series. It's absolutely fucking pathetic. And I. I don't know. I'll be. I'll be bending your ear when it comes to The Bachelor or Bachelorette, Dave, but this this whole season has been not only a PR disaster for the actual franchise, it's fucking boring. Knowing all the leaks that have gone... And why, Dave? Why, oh, why are the episodes so long? You know, we, we watch <laughs> Temptation Island. Even in the UK, you watch, like, Love Island. Love Island's longest episodes, if you don't record them, are an hour and a half. If you mm. take the adverts away, they're about an hour and five, an hour and ten minutes. The two hours long, this. It's like, what the hell can they do with these two people that last for two hours? I, yeah. Honestly, I have had so much fatigue, and I'm going to say it now, Dave, and we'll talk about this episode, and we both said this, the After Rose one was brilliant, that's the best thing I've seen about this whole series, I thought it was really good, but we'll talk about that later, but yeah, fuck me, I have had enough of Matt James, not all, well, not really Matt James, to be fair, but Chris fucking Harrison, that weaselly little fucking face of his, I have had enough this season, Dave.
0: (laughs) Get off the fence, you know, say what you really think. <laughs> I, I I must admit, right, especially when I found out we're going to have this fucking, like, three-hour slog. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I just need this to be over. And then they have that After Rose special, and I'm like... Oh, fuck's sake, you're doing it again, aren't you? You're pulling me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I am wobbling a bit, but for right now, I'm just really thankful it's over. But Chris, what we'll do tonight, so we'll talk about the episode itself. You know, we'll talk about Matt with Michelle and with Rachel and how that kind of goes. And then after we've done all of that, we'll talk about the After the Rose stuff. So, I mean, first up, Chris, we get Michelle and she's meeting the family and, you know, she seems to get on quite well, doesn't she? And, you know, Matt's mum is incredibly teary straight off the bat and, you know, she seems to get, to get on quite well with Michelle.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Dave? I, I I think out of the two girls that Michelle seems the more genuine. I said last week, Rachel's a slap tart She's an absolute spoiled brat. <laughs> And she is. And Michelle's a really, really nice person. And I think the way it was... going, I don't think I would say, though, Dave. So Matt's mum, for me, was the star of the show. I thought she was really lovely, lovely lady, completely called out The Bachelor as a format and, and why the hell a son, pretty much. You know, not directly, but she was trying to guide Matt to say, what the hell are you doing on this show? You've got two women here. You've got a harem of people. I'll tell you what, Dave, if I ever... What, is he get interrogated for something I've done? I want Matt's brother not to interrogate me because he'd get everything out of me. That guy
0: <laughs> was brilliant, wasn't he? He was proper poker face and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and he he was properly, not ne- well, yeah, I suppose negative. He, he sort of said, oh, I don't want to seem negative. But, you know, it's the old butt sandwich. Everything I said before, forget that. Everything after the butt, focus on that. Yeah, he, he wasn't buying into it at all, was he? He was sort of saying the words for the camera about, you know, I'll, I'll keep an open mind and whatever. But I tell you what, he, he doesn't half look like Matt, though, doesn't he? His brother. I know, oh, the, God, I know he yeah. had different hair and stuff. And, you know, the, the, the style of them looked a bit different. But fucking hell, their eyes. I, I had to do a double take, they, they that he really are the same but you know he i think his brother i didn't catch his name but you know he was he was saying he's looking for a vibe more so than any words that michelle would would actually say and you know michelle was telling him you know i know i can trust him and you know cynical me chris i'm like really really after this (laughs) whole process you know starting off with 32 women and you know you still don't really know him do you um, but yeah, and, and I thought it was interesting. She said, you know, her last relationship ended in January. Now that, that yeah. was a bit of a surprise. I don't know if that had come up earlier in the season, but it seems a little bit quick to me, doesn't it? You know, to, to go from one, she was talking about a serious relationship. She's gone straight from that onto the bachelor and wanting to get married. Yeah, It's well, d- not it's right, a- that is it? <laughs> It's obviously the first thing you think of,
1: Dave, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but do do think Michelle come off really well. Her mum had some great chats with her, uh, his mum, sorry. She, she was really positive. You know, mm. it did feel like it was an interview, the, the way this is. But yeah. again, Matt, you know, I don't know what he wants, Dave. I, don't, I honestly don't know what he, he wants in, in life, really, because he, he's very... You know what I would say watching this? This is this is my gods on his and I'm not gonna skate around the bush. They're all fucking fake. I think Matt <laughs> seems like a good guy, but I don't believe that he is as genuine as what they all say because they're all part of this incestuous fucking bachelor cult. <laughs> that every fucker turns up on somewhere else. I still say, Dave, and we'll talk about it in the thing the stuff that goes on with the bachelorette. I really what are going on? It's nonsense. All this, they're all going to appear again. Matt's going to appear on is it Bats in Paradise? You said that they go on Bats yeah, in yeah, Paradise. Yeah. Fucking Rachel's hundred percent going to appear somewhere. Fucking. Uh, on some fucking TV show that's affiliated with this. I mean, maybe even Labour Love Dave, you never know. She fucking, I think she'll (laughs) go on any of these shows, but but I just, I just really just, I find it so incestuous, all this. And I I find it so fake that what happened, however, Matt's mum, and I think like we said about Matt's brother, the issue probably isn't him, it's because he's not involved in this world, he's not involved yeah. in this fake relationship bullshit that, that, that he's created. Just one, to get ratings, and two, it furthers your career, Dave. You can have two or three years successfully. Look at Claire, Dave, she's been in and out of these shows for years. That's all that's going to happen with people like Matt now and Rachel and that. They're just going to keep popping up on different things because... <laughs> Especially Rachel, because she's TV gold, isn't she? Because she not, not because of what she's done, but just the fact that she's so spoiled and, and she can't hide the way she is.
0: Yeah, I think, I think this is the big problem, isn't it, with uh, both Matt's mum and the brother. They're not in on the game. <laughs> they're yes. not in well, on this, like, the joke, this nonsense yeah. that, that it is. And you could see that more than anything, you know, the mum had a few words with Matt. And almost, like, snapped him out of the cult. You know, it's like, holy fucking shit, I've known, you know, these two girls. I've got feelings for both, but I've known them for, like, six weeks. And what? I'm talking about getting fucking married. You know, and coming from a, a broken a broken home. Well, not a broken home, but, you know, his, his dad had obviously left. He was still... You know, he was kind of dealing with that, wasn't he, and and whatever. And I, I, I don't know. I can't tell how authentic Matt is. What I would say is quite often you see him like completely shut down. You know, when he gets a difficult question, he'll completely shut down, and then he says something that's like a politician's answer. It's like very well thought out, well structured, bit rehearsed. So yeah, I, I, I know why you're saying that. But Chris, uh, you know all the serious stuff aside, you know what's fucking weird, Chris? When uh, when you have a discussion, I don't know how close how close are you with your mum? Um, yeah, pretty close, Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah do, you, do you have bad. good chats with her? You know, heart to hearts about marriage <laughs> know. and things are you like getting? that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when you're yeah. having these heart to hearts. <coughs> You <laughs> gently stroke her shoulder with your finger back and forth, and then you know after a bit of that, start rubbing and and you know m- brushing her knee and like feeling her knee and stuff. Do you do that with your mum? No, you Dave. But tell I'm sure, mom, Chris. <laughs> I fucking don't.
1: <laughs> but we know a man who does Dave and I tell you what there's probably videos out there you can watch on certain sites and things like that but it's not on The Bachelor
0: what the fuck Chris was that all about I'm watching it I'm like uh, it's, and the thing is I'm watching it on my own so it's like is anyone else seeing this is else? Yeah. Why? why aren't the cameramen stopping it saying what the fuck are you doing I Chris that was wrong yeah <laughs> that, that is wrong I told, I said I said he was incestuous, Dave. <laughs> well, you did, yeah, yeah. I was oh trying to think. God. You know, is, I was thinking—is it just me? Because I'm not a particularly touchy feely person, but fucking hell, like, like he was touching his mum there, right? Like, like it was a a, a relationship, wasn't he? Like, yes. it, like it was Rachel yeah. or Michelle. And I just, yeah, yeah I, I don't know anyone else who does that. And it just struck me as uh, uh, as a bit off. It's no
1: way, Dave. It's fucking weird. But yeah, I was well off with it. And then talking about weird, Dave, he then goes on a date with Rachel. And again, I, I will say with Matt, right, respect what he did tonight. I really respect the fact that he was having, that what his family said, Really made true. So obviously, Rachel meets the brother. The brother's a bit more outgoing towards Rachel than he was Michelle. When I do think it should have been the other way around, he should have been grilling Michelle more. Uh, Michelle, um, Rachel more than Michelle. But they it, it seemed, it did, did you pick up on that? It didn't seem as whether Matt had given him a heads up and you, said he was
0: going to pick her. You know what, Chris? I, I know why you think that. So, so here's the thing I, I think the mother seemed a bit more standoffish with Rachel at yes. first. Yes, she did. And the brother seemed happier. You could see him, you know, smiling even when Rachel's talking. And then I'm thinking, Chris, I don't fucking trust these producers at all. Is he actually smiling at something that Rachel's saying? Or have they just got some footage of him smiling and nodding? Could have been from the Michelle conversation. And they've just put it in there. I never saw, like, a wide shot of him like smiling and nodding where I could see Rachel in the same shot.
1: It's a very good point that, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it myself and I've just said it. I'm questioning that I've got to go back. and Well, I'm not even going to go back and watch You're <laughs> yeah, me, me it. I am
0: not I, watching this and, shit again. And yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying that, that it definitely wasn't, but as soon as it happened, I thought it, it, when it triggered in my mind, I definitely thought uh, she's not in this shot. And given what we know about these producers, I I just don't trust it that he is being that warm. I think the producers want us to think that he was quite warm towards Rachel. Um, But, yeah, I wasn't buying it.
1: Good point, That That, that, You know what, Dave? I'm happy to eat humble pie on that. You could be right. But, but again, Rachel then, you know, Matt has a discussion with his mum. She's not as you know emotional as she's been, but then when Rachel speaks to his mum and said, "This is God's way of putting God. us together
0: <laughs> fucking I'll talk about There's... playing the card to to win over the hearts yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm I'm gonna dance on the eggshells a bit here, Chris because <laughs> I've got no issue at all, right if anyone you know is religious or finds comfort or, or just that's the way of life, but it did seem like. She'd got, she'd whipped out that card, like you say. It's like things to say, you know, buttons that you know you can push, uh, and phrases you can use to get get the mother on side. So, yeah, I I was just laughing because it it did seem a bit, you know, uh, a bit rehearsed. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I do think, Dave, after that, when Matt was with his mum, what she said to him was bang on because you know we've both been in long term relationships stuff like that is love is not the be all and end all love is the first thing that gets you you know there's an attraction there's a physical emotional attraction to somebody You're with them and, you know, you love them and you don't want to be without them. We all piss each other off. I'm sure these days where when I'm asleep and I'm snoring that Sam thinks, you know what, let me check how much I'll get on the insurance policy. (laughs) And, you know, Dave, I'm sure there is, but, you know, we have have our moments, definitely do. However, you know, you love each other. That's why you're together for so long or whatever. But, But I would say that what she was trying to say is that, you know, that initial connection, you've got to build a life, Dave. They're not mm. going to be for the rest of their life. You know, Matt's there fucking cooking dinner or he, he's on the last glass of wine and Chris Harrison's going to pop out the cupboard and go, Matt, this is the last glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks very much. You know, that, that
0: well, <laughs> if I didn't hate the little shit, I'd, I'd, probably, uh, I'd probably think that would be a good little, you know, good little <laughs> gadget to have around the house. You know, maybe you could have a little Chris Harrison in the fridge. <laughs> when I open it, it's like, Dave, you need more milk. <laughs> <laughs> you do realise if you pour that in you
1: can't have another cup of tea alright thanks Chris just go back in your fucking box and fuck off you know what I mean it's like come
0: on make myself some toast in the morning you just take it out and it's like okay, this is the last piece of toast alright cheers Chris
1: and Yeah, Chris that band that that waistband's getting bigger this has got to be your last biscuit alright thanks Chris thanks very much maybe we should make the Chris Harrison fucking app Start the fucking obvious, Dave, you know I, mean? <laughs>
0: hey, I don't know about an app. I don't know what he's doing now. So <laughs> <laughs> you fucking charge, you fucking call for appearance fees now, Dave. But... <laughs> so, um, but you know what, Chris? I thought the mum here was a star she was a fucking rock star because she is us she's the audience you know certainly the the more seasoned of us you know and she's like saying look love is not the be all and end all and all i could think was you know that is such a dose of realism that is brilliant advice mom well done and um you know all i've got in my memory there is is (laughs) fucking claire going ah, oh, we just did it all for love. <laughs> you know? And it's like, no. <laughs> Listen to Matt's mum. She actually knows. She's lived life and she knows. And, um, yeah, so at that point, Chris, I was thinking, well done. You've given him a brilliant bit of advice there. What happens next, Chris? In walks <sighs> fucking Gargamel, right? All <laughs> oh, fucking Chris Harrison there. He's awful. Yeah. And he, ah. Oh, you, you know what, I, I, I he pissed me off, but I want to know what, what you think of when Chris Harrison came in and uh, had this chat with Matt.
1: Dave, I'll tell you what, so Matt is doubting everything, is he, about it? What his mum said is correct. He's got to make a decision, Michelle or Rachel. He's basically, Matt is being, because, and this is where, Dave, because Matt isn't, I'll give Matt credit on this, I don't give him a bit of shit, and you know, but... He's not really, really from this world. He's been coached. His mate is it Tyler or whoever? All these people he knows. He you knows some of the bachelorettes and that. So he's around this world, but this is the first time we've had any exposure to him in this realm. And obviously, I've not watched a lot of the series recently. He's basically saying, I am not getting engaged to somebody
0: uh-huh.
1: because of that. Now, this for me, what annoyed me more about this was Chris Harrison he said, my mum said, love isn't a be-all and end-all. And Chris Harrison slagged his mum off. Yeah. And straight away for me, that would have been a fucking right hook to the nose if he'd been saying that about my mum, Dave. He would have got a fucking... Definitely would have got a, a Manchester right But Because it's like, who are you? And then called his mum out about labelling and stuff. So that's, that's the end of it. But then it all plays into why he defended that fucking stupid... Um, that stupid... Uh, interview we did where he defended Rachel is because of this because of this ridiculous chasing the ratings he's the focal point of the Bachelor it's going to be a disaster if the Bachelor does not pick somebody hence why he decided to defend Rachel at the end you know because he already recorded all this and this is him being power hungry and the re- real reason that he shouldn't be on the show anymore for me, Dave, I'm sorry, but he's a dinosaur with completely archaic views and he's not giving a shit about any of the contestants. And, that, and I was just sat there like, oh my God, you are horrid. And he was falsely smiling like, and he, and he looked like... He looked like evangelist, Dave. He's this guy at the moment was like the devil this evangelist he keep taking the piss out of on social media because he's like driving around in jets and that, but he looks really sinister. And that's what Chris Harrison looked like. He looked like the devil or something. He's like, Oh yes, you can't do this, Matt. This is my franchise. And I just come away from him like completely distasteful for him, Dave.
0: I was like, you know what? You deserve not to do this show anymore. I told you, he's fucking Gargamel. He's fucking he is? Do you remember Gargamel from The Smurfs? <laughs> yeah evil wizard he he reminds me of him honestly he pissed me off so much the fact that he called his mum out was fucking bang out of order and like you say you know matt should have told him to sling his fucking hook at, at that point but it's the fact that harrison you could see it in his face how annoyed he was You know, and he's like, oh, there's a lot to unpack there, and, you know, he's like, this isn't the person who I spoke to last week, you know, you bought into all this bullshit last week, what's changed? (laughs) Someone's told you a bit of reality, Yeah, it's fucking, he's trying to gaslight him into thinking that this is fucking normal, and, like you say, it's all just, it's all just about this nonsense circus that they've got, and he needs to make sure that, you know, he's got a final episode to do, but Think back, Chris, to the conversations like he'd have with Claire. And, you know, when he's doing his old line about, you've just blown up the Bachelorette. I don't remember him (laughs) looking like this at that time. I don't remember him having that face of complete disdain where he's like, you're fucking up my show here. And, yeah, he really fucking pissed me off in this scene. He gave him shit advice just because he needs to keep the show running and yes yeah, uh, it, was, it was bollocks really
1: it was no i'm with you on that dave and 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 it was like you know what chris you do need to take a break from the fucking thing because it's just the, It what annoys me dave it's the fake good guy act yeah do you know what i mean it's that fake good guy i know ellen degeneres has been called out for that she's been, they've been talking about that for years where she on screen she's an absolute you know the lover. she's such a nice person giving stuff away but for years, they were absolutely saying behind the scenes, and she's been caught. And that's what I think has happened to Chris Harrison.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, again, though, you sort of think with the producers and editors, are, are they trying to make him look worse? A, a, genuine question, right? Does anyone look at that and think, oh, yeah, Chris Harrison's got Matt's best interests at heart there? Does anyone do that?
1: I think, Dave, I think if you're an absolute diehard bachelor fan, some someone who, you know, is is completely involved and and completely engrossed in the whole franchise, there's gonna be look, there's always gonna be someone defending people, Dave, isn't there? It doesn't matter how outrageous, how wrong people's views are. I think Chris Harrison. He's an absolute bell end, if I'm being honest. So so I, I have no sympathy for the guy and he deserves everything. He got that interview, it was disgusting that he did. So he gets he gets what he deserves on this. But this again, it's that that narcissistical thing about people on TV. And I think what it is with Matt, Matt's got carried away with the franchise of having 20, 30 girls chasing him. It's a great ego boost. He, he really probably he probably feels like a daring headlights, Dave. He's completely like, what's going on? He meets his mum and brother who ground him and go, come on now, fucking have a, have a reality check, son. Yeah. He's probably not had one for two months. And then he's gone, you know what? they fucking right. What am I doing? And that's, that's what I think's happened. And Chris Harrison's now firefighting going, oh shit, the whole thing's going to be a disaster. Hence the Rachel defending and stuff. It's just, oh, it's just sickening to watch
0: yeah it is and like you say it's like snapping him out of that cult it's like he's been in this hypnotic state where he's been in this bubble and he's surrounded by producers and people who are telling him you know manipulating him and uh yeah his mum and brother did a good job there to snap him in back into reality but next up chris we've got Matt's date with Michelle, and you know, I have to say, I do enjoy a bit of abseiling. Haven't done it for a number of years now, but have you ever done a bit of abseiling? I have, Dave. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Not, not
1: uh, it's regular, so I'd be useless now. But I have done it a few years ago. Did you
0: find it difficult?
1: The first time, yes. You've got a proper upper body strength, haven't you? And it's the momentum and the core. You've got to really use and it's your legs a lot on your legs as well. But yeah. I'm going back I'm going back fifteen, twenty years probably, Dave. But I'm not in the, the shape that Matt's in. He's an absolute
0: specimen, isn't he? Oh, I, I don't mean physically difficult. I'm just trying to figure I couldn't figure out how did Matt lean all the way back so he ended up upside down. He <laughs> <Like, laughs> <it> must have <laughs> not moved his feet at all. Because you have to, yeah. with your with your hands, you have to, like, feed the rope, don't you? So he must have fed the rope back until he was properly upside down. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't understand how he's done that. But, you know, they, I, it looked to me like they'd both not done this before. But then suddenly Matt's, like, telling Michelle what to do. He's like, oh, yeah, you just do this. And I'm like, again, I'm questioning, like which is it? Are they both shit at it? Or is Matt actually a bit of an expert and, and it's just played up for the camera?
1: I don't know. He might be, he might be one of them, is When you get a bollock in at summit, you then become an expert. So people are working. Like, oh no. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it for years, but look, he's, he's he looks like the type of guy who could turn his hand to anything, Dave Dunne. You know, he's an, he's an absolute sports, he's a sportsman at the end of the day. There's so yeah. many multiple sports that he's so good at. So, I reckon something like that he could do. But again, Dave, it's all leading towards Rachel again. And I think Michelle got a shit date, really, Dave. Again, like last week, the the dates were rubbish other than Rachel's.
0: Yeah. Oh, but Chris, I mean, we've known for weeks now, haven't we? And I know other people have known spoilers and stuff, but it's been pretty obvious from the show that, you know, he's leaning towards Rachel. Fucking hell, when Michelle gets out the Mr. and Mrs. James Baseball shirts. I'm like, oh, oh god, this god. is gonna be terrible. Yeah. I didn't expect it to happen quite so soon, um, but even if it had happened like the day after or whatever, I just thought, oh, Michelle's all in here, and and he's clearly not.
1: Yeah, but Dave, where she got them shirts made, the producers have <laughs> done her up there, and of course the producers have fucking done her up like a kipper and gone. This will be perfect. Matt was talking about he'd love to see me baseball jacket, baseball tops with Mr. and Mrs. James on. And they're walking off like twirling the moustaches going, ha, "Ha little does she know she's fucked now. As soon as she did that, it was all over. The whole thing yeah. just turned on its head then. It completely. And I think you made a great point about Matt. I don't know, it could be something to do with his parents and all that. And it will because you are the creation of your own surroundings and environment as you grow up. You are you either make yourself a better person from that surroundings or you just, you just follow the trend and do exactly the same thing. It goes one way or the other. And I'm speaking from personal experience there, Dave, you know what I mean? So so it's like you have to do that. But you, I think it's such a good point you said earlier about Matt, just all of a sudden goes cold. It's like his batteries have run out and he's sat there like just not moving and then all yeah. of a sudden someone puts some batteries in him and charges him up and then he's back with it. But he does have these lulls where he really... Just doesn't say anything and goes so quiet and and mm. introvert. It's, it's a great point that you know, David. That is a really good point.
0: Yeah, you know what? And I was thinking when I saw the shirts, my mind was going to yeah. The producers have gone and got those printed, and and you know, there's no way she's been down to the mall or whatever and shopped for those. But that's as far as I was thinking. But you're fucking right. I bet. I bet the producers have suggested it as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Those fucking evil bastards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck it's, me. it's not.
1: Well, what what about though, Dave? You know, he he then he basically says to her, it's all over, doesn't he? Yeah. And 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 bins are off. And and it's gone. And, and Michelle's like absolutely distraught. And, and he's a bit upset and stuff, but you know, Michelle is just like not is she not believing that he's gonna pick Rachel? But but again, Dave. And we've seen it. We've seen it at the start of the series. We saw Matt sat on a roadside, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Like on a curb, crying. And there he is again. The human fucking... <laughs> Stating the obvious. Chris Harrison comes in to save the day, Dave. This is all... You know, this show is about Chris Harrison being yeah. a nice guy. That's yeah, all it's yeah. about. Him coming in at the right time with the right bit of advice for people. Never everyone goes, oh, he's so good, Chris Harrison. And that mask is slipping, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think not so much from this scene. I, I think when he sat down with Matt, he, he does play the character of of being the good guy. I, I don't think it was so much in this scene where he looked pretty bad. I, I personally, I felt it was when he was dissing Matt's mum and uh, you know, blatantly just trying to make sure that he stays on the show for the to give them a final episode. I thought he looked particularly see through there. But yeah, so Matt's obviously really upset, isn't he? Um, but you know, kind of agrees to agrees to carry on. He ends up, you know, going through the whole process of picking out the ring. You know, so he's pretty much under duress. You've always got the producers in the back with a gun in his back, haven't you? Like. Come on, pick out a <laughs> ring. You've you've got to, you're under contract. You've got to give us a final show. I know you're not gonna do it. We all know you're not gonna fucking do it. But um yeah, so he picks a, a ring there and and then he you know, he doesn't he chooses not to have the date with Rachel, so we see her getting all ready and excited, you know, she's she's looking forward to the date. And then <laughs> knock, knock, knock Opens the door, there's Chris Harrison. What does Chris Harrison do, Chris, when he uh, when he opens the door to Ra- well, when Rachel opens the door to him?
1: Well, Dave, he acted like he was in a, a scene from Monty Python because I think he was about to say, "Matt's not here, but I'm coming in as his substitute," <laughs> because he was fucking eyeing her
0: up, Summer rotten. <laughs> he properly, I, I, you know, I, I know he didn't have it, but he's almost like fucking, uh, you know, elbow on the side of the bar kind of thing, just giving her the old the old wink, you know, hey, babe, how's it going? You know, but he fucking properly looks her up and down, and she can see he's got his fucking grubby little hands. He's like, yeah, they're looking good. <laughs> you know, <and> just <laughs> like, God, you seedy little fuck. So, you know, she's obviously upset, but, uh, you know, of course... Old Captain Fucking Chris, there is uh, is there, and uh, yeah, looking sleazy as fuck, Chris.
1: He was, and, and and he pushes a note under the door, Dave. And you know, it wasn't set up. You know, I, I think the note changed colour about five times. The amount of times it went under the door. <laughs> oh, but there you go.
0: <laughs> See what what I couldn't figure out, Chris. Again, I'm going to call out the old invisible cameras. Because when when she opens the note, we can obviously see we've got the camera over the shoulder. So we're, we, the audience, we're reading the note. And then we get the camera in front of Rachel reading the note. I'm like, where's the fucking camera gone? It must be right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> in all these different <laughs> camera angles of Rachel yeah. reading this fucking note. And you're like, where have all the cameras gone? <laughs> Exactly,
1: Dave. As I said in the last series, we're back start like with Tasha. Tasha's dad turns up and we get about eight different camera angles and she's like, what are you doing here? Well, you've been told that your dad's going to knock on the door and we're going to film it from the front, from the back, <laughs> from the side. We're going to film it. We sat down. I think you might have known it really. We're not that daft, you know what I mean? But you, but again, Dave, you know, she gets the note, come and meet Matt by the lake. And I'm, Dave, Matt went up in my estimations with this because we get the whole situation about what he's going to actually do and how he's going to pick. And he does say to her, I cannot get engaged here. Now, this is before Matt knew about what had happened, you know, with the, on social media with Rachel and the, and the pictures and stuff. Yeah. So fair play to Matt. He knew it wasn't right. And I think his mum and his brother were the, were the right people to come in and just give him that reality check.
0: I, I completely agree. Um, but when, I saw, when we saw the note, you know, meet me by the lake, I kind of thought this was a, you know what, let's, I know what this whole process is, you know, this is what they've got all staged for us, but meet me by the lake, I just want to have a quick chat with you. Fucking Gargamel shows up there as well. (laughs) So, of course he does. So Matt's waiting there. I'm like, oh, Rachel's, oh, fucking Harrison's there as well. I it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Just So again, I, I was kind of, they suckered me in again, Chris, and I was thinking, oh, this might be a little bit authentic, and then they bloody kicked me in the bollocks again. So yeah, I, I do agree that you know they, the, the talk that Matt gave Again, for me, it was a very real talk, wasn't it? Look, yeah, was. we've known he each was. other for like six weeks. And to him, you know, and it should be to everyone, but let's face it, it's not. To him, this marriage is very important. So, no, not I'm not just going to do it just because the cameras are there and because I'm getting paid all this money for, to appear on Bachelor. I'm not going to get married <laughs> to you. But that doesn't mean I don't want you to be part of my life. So... You know, let's let's start dating. Let's, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was a very real type conversation, but then you know, I, I saw what were they on? So, so Tasha and Zach, like about a week after the Bachelorette had finished. And uh, they they were on Good Morning America or something like that. And um, the, the the presenter asked them like, "So when are you setting the date? Is this going to be a long engagement? You're going to get, you know, set a date for the wedding soon?" And Tayshia was like, "Well, w- we're just dating at the minute." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh fuck off! We've all watched you. We all thought you got engaged at the end of this thing, and now you're just saying you're just dating." So again, that's that's the real world isn't it but yeah. in, behind the, through the lens of the bachelor we're all supposed to believe that they all actually get engaged at the end of this thing so, so yeah I, I thought um, you know if we didn't know all the stuff outside of the show I'd have thought this ending would have been okay, but then of course the credits roll, Chris, and it's like, join us for the after the rose ceremony, where we find out where Matt's dumped Rachel. <laughs> you know, pretty much. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, obviously uh, we didn't get told that, but I think it was—it seemed pretty obvious to me that that's probably what happened. So, what do you think, though, Chris? If we get onto the after the rose special. What do you think of Emmanuel Acho there? Because I, I know from my perspective, I, I wasn't aware of this chat before, but thought he did a damn fine job.
1: Yeah, you know what, Dave? It's brilliant that he's on there, but also fucking so reactive and so... I found it wrong, really. I, I think he's such a good guy, and his interview technique shows how much they need to freshen this up. And And if he was the presenter going forward... Brilliant, because such a good guy. But Dave, how transparent are the producers? They kick Chris Harrison off for the after-rose ceremony because of him supporting a, a racist, basically. And then lo and behold, they employ a black guy, right? Nothing wrong with that. Completely agree with that. However, why does it take something like that for them to do that? This is something they should have done a long time ago. It's so reactive, to it and so... He's so fake, like the fucking show, Dave. I'm so glad that he's got that job. And he stayed, because he was, I thought his whole dialogue with Matt, the way he delivered it, and the way he tackled Rachel, I know we'll get onto it. Was bang on, and I'm not just saying that, Dave, because of what's happened. I genuinely enjoyed his uh, interview and approach and everything, but so fucking fake from the producers to do that straight away. You know what I mean? I'm just glad that they give him a bit of free reign to address everything because I, for me, he won that show, and I thought this was better. This was miles better than the, the final of the show.
0: I don't, I don't know how I feel about some of those things. So going into this, we knew. Chris Harrison was not going to be part of the After the Rose special. Um, yeah. We knew Emmanuel was going to be hosting this, and honestly, my my reaction was the same as yours. That Actually, you know what? They're going to put in a black guy or maybe a black lady as the host, and that's it. For them, they're going to have ticked a box and said, right, okay, yes. that's, that's us for uh, our... our racial sensitivity training, tick, right, we're done now. The next season rocks up, and there you go, Chris Harrison's back. And I know we know that's not going to happen, but when I first found out this thing was going to happen, and really just paid lip service to the whole thing and not really learn anything or, or change anything, it's just like, right, let's, let's try and ride out this bit of noise. I think the fact that they properly leaned in to the controversy yes. controversy around the show, it actually took me by surprise a little bit. I wasn't expecting that. And actually from going from a, a fairly cynical, oh, you're just doing this to, you know, tick a box. You're not really taking it seriously. The fact that they actually confronted a lot of these issues, I think, you know, it spoke to me that they did take it a bit more seriously. I, I've mentioned... Rachel Lindsay's Higher Learning podcast. Um, I, I think I'd quite like to listen to what they talk about on that as well and what they made of it. But from my perspective, I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. It seemed more of a positive step in the right direction for me rather than just ticking a box and moving on. And, and as for, well, they should have done this a long time ago, I agree with you, but... Pfft, what can you do? You could say that about a lot of things, couldn't you?
1: No, I know that, and, that, and that, that's not me trying to win people over or go on the moral high ground, Dave. Because ultimately, it's it's terrible what's happened, isn't it? You know, it really is. And there's been some great discussions on the Facebook page. You know, Hennessy Green has been brilliant. Some of his dialogue on there and mm. that has just been so eye opening and, and great to read. Re- re- such a good guy, the way he articulates himself. It's really interesting, and I just think. It's great and you're right. I mean, look, Chris, fucking Chris Harrison's a narcissist. He's not gonna want anybody taking over his job, is it, at the end of the day? This is his big end of season ratings thing. You know, he's in the he'll be doing all the rounds and the press and everything normally. But Emmanuel um Acho, he I think you should get him for the Bachelorette, the Bachelor. Just go with it, Dave. Just go yeah, with yeah. it. You know what I mean? And, and it needs a younger dynamic, I think. And I think it may improve the show then. May, it might not look as false as what it is. We might see the difference as we go into the Bachelorette and Bachelor seasons going forward.
0: Mm. I hope you're right. I, I hope it, it would feel like a backwards step. If like you know, because we know Tayshia, uh, and there's another lady I think are going to be presenting the the Bachelorette season. So Chris Harrison's not definitely not coming back for those. I think those are starting shooting next week. So yeah, it, it'd feel like a backward step if if they went with Chris Harrison, uh, uh, you know. But let's let's see how that goes. But I definitely, like I say, bottom line for me is I, I thought. The tone of this, and to actually, you know, face some of this controversy, controversy head on, um, I thought was a good thing. Yeah, now agree. you could see. Obviously, we we'd only seen the episode tonight that Michelle was clearly completely blindsided by Matt, um, and she was still quite upset by it all. So, what, what do you think about you know Emmanuel and, and Michelle's chat there?
1: I think it was real. And I think she was very upset. She was crying, and obviously, then Matt came out, and I didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all. Obviously, something off camera, but he refused to to meet with her. She said, "Didn't yeah. she?" I wasn't trying to sway your opinion or think about. it. I just wanted to talk to you. So, is that maybe it wasn't even him? He wasn't. Maybe they just didn't want him to speak to it. I don't know. But but he did apologize, and it seemed quite genuine. He was quite taken aback by it, but she was really upset, Dave. So something really got to her there and obviously i presume they must be three or four months between filming this and and the end of the show or whatever but uh yeah it was really really strange that for matt because i felt matt come off it looking a bit bad to be honest i don't think he's looked bad all series but i was a bit bit taken aback saying oh matt come on you're not as fake as everyone else now i bought into the fact that you haven't been as fake as some of the other people have seen on these shows
0: yeah, and and I think I'm going to wobble a bit. I was saying I, I didn't think Matt was as fake, but I was a bit rocked by that revelation. She was like, she was in bits. She was saying, you know, the producers were all there in a room. They could see how upset she was when she was saying about she asked to meet him. At first, I was thinking, oh, she's going to say the producers wouldn't let her. You know, that's that's what's going to happen. And producers, you can't get any further into my shit list. No it wasn't. Matt just flat refused. And I thought, fucking hell, that's awful, isn't it? I mean that is yeah. really I look, I can't imagine Matt found that easy either. But fucking hell, like that, that seems particularly cold to me. And so the fact that he'd he'd refused to meet her and then after like, you know, he shuts down again, then the batteries spark up. And he comes out with a bit of a politician's answer again. It, it, it does have me questioning. It's like, uh, how, how kind of fake and rehearsed is he? You know, maybe he's just yeah. very good um, at this stuff. But, yeah, I, I have to say, Chris, I was quite disappointed with that comment from
1: Michelle. Mm, I was as well. And what I would say, though, Dave, Matt and Emmanuel, great, great discussion about... Yeah. Uh, being the first black bachelor, that the stuff that's happened on the show, Matt was articulating himself really well. I thought it was a discussion, and like you said, I am not questioning uh, uh, the whole surrounding. This this was so good of them to tackle his head on. I really, really enjoyed it. It was an hour long. It was perfect. It absolutely. And like you say, it sucked me back in then because so I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I'm going to turn around and say, <laughs> let's do it. Because I'd had enough by the end of, by the end of episode 11, I'd had enough. But after the Rose episode was brilliant. And I think the discussion day from somebody, you know, we're both white guys. We're looking, we know, um, we look. We we know what's right and what's wrong. We, we're not, you know, we grew up, uh, in with ethnic minorities around people of color i've got family you know mixed race uh, people like that you know so i've got nephews and nieces i understand from the outside looking in, but we don't go through that what matt said was so right he said have you never been in a room where you're the only uh person of color in that room you know what i mean and everyone's looking at you and all and, and dave we have we, we have no real recourse on that have we and the discussion and that's a daily occurrence for matt and and People of color, and I thought that I thought the open frankness of that discussion was brilliant. And I honestly applauded him, I thought it was so good. They did the whole way they tackle that was brilliant,
0: yeah. And and I thought, you know, it was just good to get that perspective, wasn't it? You know, and hear that conversation that we. We don't hear that conversation, you know, in, as part of normal life. Christ, Chris, when we started this fucking podcast, we just wanted to laugh at the fucking narcissists on Love Island, <laughs> you know. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't yeah. expect to be drawn into such deep and, and you know uh, serious issues. But yeah, what I found really interesting about that chat was, like, I think it was more so what Emmanuel was saying. He was, he was like talking about the pressure of being the first Black Bachelor, and. He was saying about, well, you know, sometimes he feels like he has to be, he's got an additional pressure, you know, to to be the absolute best version of himself, which, you know, I think you can appreciate. And and probably, you know, we just don't necessarily think about. And so, yeah, Yeah. I I thought it was really good. You know, just yeah. listening to that whole conversation, and it wasn't done in a kind of, wasn't done in an accusing or a, you know anything else kind of way. I, I just thought thought it was really really good, interesting. I might actually going back and watch that bit again.
1: It's worth a watch, definitely again, because he even tackles the Rachel situation, and he says I've been trying to help her, does not he? He even says that, Dave. You know, I've I'm, I've been trying to help her, and it's, it is about education. At the end of the day, and 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 it led on really well because then Emmanuel introduces Rachel, mm-hmm. and she comes on, and you know I, I did think what she the first opening couple of lines, what she said. I'm sure she'd been PR to fuck, and someone had told her what to say or whatever. But the first couple of she's like, I can't come on here, and I can't make excuses. I can't go for the simple, I can't do any of that. I have no excuse. Great. But as the conversation went on, her dialogue changed a little bit, didn't it? You know, she seemed to not trip up on herself, but it, no, it wasn't genuine because I'm sure it was because of what's happened. It's just been you know, an absolute horrendous to see, and and at the end of the day, if she can grow from this and become a better person and understand that, then great. But, you know, there's been a lot of damage done for her, and that's her own doing at the end of the day. But I did think as it went on, I was like, sometimes, as they say, less is more. Then the more she talked, it I kept thinking, is this really as genuine as what you started off with?
0: I I don't quite know. I don't have all my thoughts gathered on this. What I thought was she looked really nervous, and yeah. not just the way she was kind of talking. She's got that kind of... She had that nervous rash, you know, that some people get. I don't know if you noticed that. No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, she started... She looked really rashy to me. And, and you know, sometimes when people are under pressure, uh, get really stressed. Um, I've worked with someone like that. <laughs> you can tell when they're really stressed and they just fucking flare up. And... and she she wasn't making any excuses you know we'd seen a uh apology a couple of weeks ago i think it was now um the only thing that struck me as a bit odd you know was when emmanuel was asking it you know what what have you done to grow because because again i don't know if you saw the chris harrison apology uh but it was all so generic and and not specific and I think, I'm afraid that's what Rachel did a little bit here. She, sa- she was asked, like, what she's doing to grow. And she said, I can sit here and give you a list. I can say I've read this book and I've listened to this podcast and whatever." have you. Um, And all I was thinking was, Emmanuel, just ask her to name one. You're not asking for a list. Just name one thing that you've done. And she she didn't name actually one thing. So, I don't know. Maybe, you know, again... Maybe that's just, you know, she stumbled across her words a little bit there and just... I, that that didn't come across as authentic to me, to be honest.
1: No, it didn't for me either, Dave. And it was... <clears throat> i tell you what, when Matt come back on, <sighs> fucking hell, Dave, he was... They, I thought that was a proper intense interview. Matt, like you said about being nervous. She was even yeah. more nervous. And Matt... You know, Matt, he didn't hold it to task or anything. He was great the way he articulated himself, but... By the end of it, when Emmanuel said, I think we should just hook it out. Fuck it. <laughs> Matt hell. was just
0: like, fuck off. I'm hooking her. You could cut the atmosphere with a knife, couldn't you? Oh my God. You, you know, I mean, we'll never know what, what has actually happened, Chris. I, 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 and I, I don't know. I, I, it strikes me that actually she didn't get it. when it all, When everything first started to come out, I don't think she did get it. And it's probably yeah. it, it was probably that that's made Matt sort of take a step back and say, "Look, I can't teach you everything, right? If you don't get this, you don't quite understand how fucking offensive, you know, to everyone, definitely including me as a as a black guy. Then I I just don't have a fucking lifetime to teach her. So, um, you know, I, and I tell you what, what a brilliant question when she was asked you know Emmanuel said talked about you know being racist or being racially insensitive or being racially ignorant and probably what she did was more in the in the kind of latter camp but you know doing those things makes you come across as as racist so who do you blame for you know uh, you know not being educated you know not being aware of these things and uh, but she wouldn't get off the fence would she she wouldn't kind of she wouldn't call out her, her upbringing or anything there.
1: No, and I think, you know what, Dave? I think Emmanuel's wording and, and questioning was correct. You, you are a creation, as I said before, of your own environment. So you, as a kid, repetition is just something you follow, don't you, with your parents, with different things. You know, kids swear, whatever. It happens because where you are, that this, this is a different level. It's obviously something inherent in one of her circles. I'd put money on probably a family, Dave, even being honest, however, is it part of the environment? She That picture she had with two other girls—obviously they blanked out the girls' faces at the party It's something. It could be a college thing. It could be—I I don't know—but there's something not right at that. That she needs to address. At the end of the day, she needs to address that because she can't go through life being like that, Dave. And it's about being sincere. And and if she's got kids, how can she look at kids when she get years to come? Do you know what I mean? Like she has to do better.
0: Yeah. You know what, Chris, being a bit controversial, I have to say, Rachel Kirkconnell is not the problem here, is she? She's not the one person in America or or in the world, you know, in the UK or, you know, all wherever, whichever country you put a pin in on a map. She's not the only person who thinks like that. And, and just, like, it's completely insensitive to, to these types of things. There's a much bigger problem with a much wider group of people, isn't isn't there? So, I actually think, although, like I say, I never signed up to, you know, uh, have a laugh about reality dating shows to, to, you know, be speaking about such serious topics. But the fact that this has brought things to the forefront has got people talking about it. It's got people actually calling it out. This is utterly fucking disgusting and unacceptable completely fucking unacceptable for me it raises the awareness that you have got a bunch of people who fucking think like this and uh, yeah. so so again it's been a really fucking uncomfortable ride but you know hopefully we we come out a little bit better at the end of it
1: dave i'm and you're right i can go on facebook there and the local newspaper you know it well the manchester reading news and if there's a comment on there about someone who's done something criminally who is of color there's always a comment somewhere in there that's just pure racist and you just get people going out I'm saying that's disgusting and it's just you see it everywhere social media is horrendous Twitter you know Instagram Dave, the people are just Why horrid the and they fuck
0: do, it. do these platforms right you're not telling me that you couldn't have these platforms fucking come down hard on these accounts that spout this fucking racial abuse I don't get it you, I don't Fucking becau- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they could easily fucking stamp out shit like this.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. And basically, there should be some sort of IP checker, shouldn't there? And they could just block them from going online and stuff.
0: There should be something like that, Dave. And least blocked the fucking words, you know? Yeah. I know, uh, you know, and again, the... Uh, I don't know... I don't we're think we're way ever off gonna, the Bachelor, are no, we? No, I was going to say, gonna, yeah, I know we are. I know, but anyway, Dave, right, right. you, you You're You you kind of agreeing with my point that you know Rachel isn't the fucking problem here. It, it is much much bigger. So yeah, she's got her own shit to deal with. Um, Matt, obviously, I, I didn't get what you were saying. He, uh, Rachel came out with the old "I just want you to be happy." Did you notice that, Chris? Yeah, the yeah.
1: The old, the old famous
0: line. Um, you know, and uh, Matt said about, you know, I wouldn't want people calling for you to be cancelled. I, I was like, cancelled from what? I guess you're right in that, like, you know, she'll probably appear on Bachelor in Paradise and people will ask her to be cancelled from that. So, I don't know, Chris. I am just fucking glad this series is over. Um, um, tomorrow, we can get on some Temptation Island. You, fucking Temptation Island. Have you seen the latest Instagram? No. Oh, it's going to nope. get hot, mate. It's going to get oh, hot, Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice.
1: Nothing like a bit of a, a, adultery, Dave, to take like, us away for some racism, yeah. That's, that's what great. we want.
0: We want just some fucking nonsense. We want people behaving <laughs> badly. We want to <laughs> fucking <laughs> laugh at them and take the piss out of them. That's what we want from our reality TV, not all this serious nonsense.
1: <laughs> well, well, Dave, one last thing I want to say about this. So, obviously, that all finishes, you know, uh, Emmanuel... Leads us on and says, right, let's talk about The Bachelorette. You know, you, you think you know with The Bachelorette is. You might not, but you're going to be surprised. Anyway, two ladies come out. Uh, Reality Steve is absolutely on the money. Katie, but we also get Michelle Dave as well, which was really interesting. And I think that's why Michelle said to Matt, turned around and went, I don't love you like that. I just, I have feelings for you. Dave. Katie was the biggest scam I have ever seen in reality TV. <laughs> she was nailed on for Matt. Matt did the biggest 180, and reality Steve had called it and said, she's going, she's going to be the Bachelorette. What a load of bollocks. And and now I'm even questioning, I give Katie loads of wins on this series, and I was like, Katie won this hit on that. I'm now questioning whether the producers have just said to her, if you want the Bachelorette, you've got to go in there and just stand your ground and, and take some names. And that's exactly what she did. She seemed genuine. I, can, I don't take back what I said because the mean girls were horrid, but look where it's got her. And I don't think there was ever... This is why I say about it's all incestuous. I just think they've given the nod halfway through and gone, you know what? You'll do as the Bachelorette. Matt doesn't love you anymore. Let's go. See you later. And that, I just don't believe any of this at all. Michelle, I do. I don't for Katie Dale. I think it's completely fake.
0: I I don't know. I, th- I think... I think you're right in that probably Katie was pulled out halfway through uh, to line her up for The Bachelorette. And I'm not going to disagree with you about the fakeness, but where my kind of gaze is going to again, Chris, is the producers. You know, I was saying I I do give them a bit of credit. The way that they've tackled all the serious issues in the After Rose special, I thought, hats off, fair play. I, I think you could have tried to you know, snake your way out of there, but, you know, you've tackled these things head on. So, fair play for that. I think, what I'm going to hazard a guess, I'm going to speculate here, Chris, but they've told Katie, early doors, she's the next Bachelorette. All this shit blows up, especially, with, not just with the Rachel Caconnell stuff, but especially with the Chris Harrison stuff, and they have to do something. But, oh shit, we've already, we've already lined up Katie. She's already the bachelorette. We've got it all planned and everything. Someone else says, I know, right. We'll get Michelle in. She's a woman of color. Yeah. We'll get her in. Yeah. We'll do a double bachelorette. That's what we're going to do. You can fucking see it, can't you? <clears throat> yeah, and you that can. that bit, I think, is absolutely reactionary.
1: Yeah. Well, it's 17 and 18, isn't it, both series they're going to do? Because Michelle said it, I thought we were going to be together, but it's not. They're, they're, they're obviously going to film them quite close together, by the looks of it. But you could tell that when they were doing this thing last week with Chris Harrison. you know, Katie got her own little segment where she sat down with him, didn't she? Yeah. And none yeah, of the other yeah. girls did. Well, if some of them did, quite rightly, but it was like there was no reason for her. She got kicked off after about five weeks. Why would she be sat <laughs> yeah. down there? Other than if all media training and that. So anyway... Dave, I'm going to say to you, I'm just going to do this. Thank fuck it's over. We can go back, as you said earlier, just thinking about people creating adultery, getting pissed, having a fight, ruining the relationships. This is the reality TV we want to see, my friend. Temptation Island is the one. And it's on for half the time, which is even better, my friend. It's
0: brilliant. Brilliant. Nice short show. Absolute shit show. A shit short show.
1: Yes. (laughs) Fucking amazing. Amazing. So, Dave, by the way, Dave, I want to thank a couple of our Patreons today, our producers. So, we've got lucky lulu green we've got kent gustafson i love that name such a great name and then uh we've got the great lauren as well who's bought us a coffee dave so thank you to all our patreons again and if you do want to follow us and support us guys patreon.com forward slash cd reality cast and if you want to you know we've been dave appreciate we really really do and dave in fact, we have got a review, haven't we, my friend?
0: We have, and I was hurried, as you said, in fact. I was hurriedly trying to scramble to get it open now. So, Chris, we have had another review, and this is a five-star in our... Uh, actually, this is in our UK store. And this is from Sabrina Fancy, and the subject is hilarious. And it says... I stumbled on this by mistake, and thank God, as a North American living in the UK, these guys have injected a proper humour, in brackets, taking the piss, and have made watching these shows a better experience. Please, can you start recapping the challenge? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that, Dave, the challenge. (laughs) Which one's that, Chris? I can't remember. They're all like big
1: steadhead guys and that are all, like, doing different things. It's it's like Love Island, but basically, and they all get together and stuff, but they're doing different, like, physical stuff. So they'll be, like, climb up a pole or stuff like that. I'm sure that's the challenge. I've seen it because a lot of... I've seen a lot of the UK fucking has-been, you know, like, Love Island rejects and reality TV rejects go on there because they've all got, like, absolutely ripped-up bodies. They all go on there and just act the character they are as a reality star. It's fucking nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But, but... I can go with that dave
0: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's my sort of nonsense it, it, it can't be worse than this season of the bachelor and and yeah last season of the bachelorette wasn't it it was a bit of a shit show as well but i mean we'll get this uh, obviously we're done with the bachelor now uh, we'll get the next season of temptation island out the way and then we'll kind of reconvene and think okay what what do we actually do next so yeah, we'll get it in there i think we'll uh, we'll take a big sigh of relief for right now though chris and say thank you bachelor and uh we might see you again in the future (laughs) (laughs) bye (laughs) bye now